0: You're listening to Daniel Ball Wrestling. And here we are today to talk about TakeOver Night 2. NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Um, I'm tired. I'm tired. This is. Um, thanks for everyone who's been listening. This is the sixth. Sixth? What are we on? Are we on Friday? Yeah, we're on Friday. This is the sixth consecutive day of shows. Um, it seems like ages ago on Sunday we started with the Sakura Sec- Genesis show. Um tuesday we were talking about raw wednesday previewing takeover yesterday talking about takeover and today we're talking about takeover night two and um, yeah so the plan was last night to stay up and watch the show that was the plan i thought yep stay up i got about 45 minutes in and i thought i need to go to sleep here i need to go to sleep i'm up in the morning doing a little bit of work and yeah so I've watched the show today. Um, I was going because I wanted to watch the Bloodsport show. Ideally, I wanted to watch the Bloodsport show. I'm about about an hour into the Bloodsport show, but I thought I better plug the microphone in and talk about night two of NXT Takeover. Um, and the last thing I want to do is get behind with everything. So yeah, the plan is. Um, I say tomorrow I'm going to be back doing another podcast talking about the Bloodsport show, which I'm going to finish watching shortly, So um, the Joey Janela Spring Break show, which is always a really fun WrestleMania show, the one in New York um, two years ago, which for some reason we didn't go to, even though we was in New York, I can't think what show we would have been at that Friday night, um, but yeah, we didn't go, actually, oh, it was two nights, weren't it, night two was after MSG, but we didn't even go to either night, and we was actually really staying really close, but... So that was a stupid decision and um, be talking about the Smackdown, obviously Smackdown's tonight and um, the WrestleMania theme Smackdown, where it's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals on Smackdown, the Smackdown tag team title matches. I bet those guys are absolutely delighted. Been waiting for a year to wrestle in front of fans and there's over 30 people who are stuck still wrestling at the Thunderdome. Um, we'll also probably be talking a little bit about WrestleMania. Um, the indie shows, I mean, I've not really heard... Much. There's there's a Daniel Garcia match that I've heard is pretty good, which I am going to check out from the air. Because I, I subscribed to IWTV, Independent Wrestling TV, yesterday. The show did seem a bit... Yesterday, I mean, I slipped up. I should not have stayed up for TakeOver on Wednesday night. Because going to bed at, like, 4, getting up at 7, 8 o'clock yesterday was a write-off. It was hard to watch today i still didn't get a good night's sleep last night was trying to do night two so yeah i should have should have really used my brain but i'm used to being there it feels horrible being stuck stuck at home my my advice to be anyone listening yeah be it on audio apple podcast spotify or even if you're watching on youtube right if you're considering or not whether to go to wrestlemania just go just go if you're a wrestling fan it's just fucking brilliant. Even if you sat there thinking, well, I don't really like WWE that much anymore. There's something for everyone. there. usually, like, all the New Japan guys are there. So I'm guessing if you're a wrestling fan, you don't like WWE, you do have interest in AEW and New Japan. The, they're the big three companies, aren't they? There's always going to be something. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, New York had MSG, New Japan, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, for some reason, they haven't got a Supercard of Honor. Has that even been mentioned? They've not actually got a Supercard of Honor um, show. Did he? Um this year. But yeah, usually it's a super card of honor. I'm sure that will be back next year. Um there's Bloodsport, which I really enjoy watching the Bloodsport shows. I've still not been to one live. I was gutted I didn't go and see um Suzuki against Josh Barnett the other year, but my mates went and they said that it was great. Um I'm trying to think what show we would have been at. We'd have probably we would have been at WrestleCon Super Show. Um we watched Will Ospreay against Band- Bandido, yeah. That was a great match as well. Um but yeah, there's something for everyone. So if you're thinking, should I go to WrestleMania? Even if you're on your own. I mean, I go with people to WrestleMania now, but I've been to WrestleMania on my own, but you, me- I've been to two WrestleMania's on my own, but you meet people that become friends. Well, m- most people do, but you meet people, become friends with them Sunday, Sunday. So Sunday, I'm traveling, what? 100 miles, well, no, 60 miles, yeah. We're all meeting up. Everyone who met at WrestleMania for years, we're all meeting up at our mate's house. Sorry, Boris. Um, to watch Wrestlemania So yeah do you know what I mean You be, you make friends for life from these trips Just go if you're thinking about whether or not to go to Dallas Just fucking do it I can't work out me Fair enough it's a financial thing But I just don't understand why like If you're like a die wrestling fan Just go Why? It's horrible horrible being I mean don't get me wrong I'm enjoying the podcast You're just keeping me sane to be honest Because it's giving me a purpose to watch everything But I'm sat here watching Bloodsport thinking I had tickets for that I think I did anyway do you know what I mean it doesn't feel right sitting watching it on Wrestlemania week is a wrestling festival for wrestling fans it's a week long festival type for wrestling fans and my advice would just be just go just go I wish I had started going sooner first Wrestlemania I went to was 31 and I should have been at 30 because for me that was that's the best show of the 30s Wrestlemania 30 Um Got a comment in the chat. We've got Kevin. Kevin saying that night two was great. Now, Kevin, I'm gonna get into my review. I did like night two. I'm not saying it was a bad show. I did prefer night one though. Thought there was something. I think the match on night. I think the difference is the Walter Champa match for me was the best match of the two nights comfortably. I mean, I liked Adam Cole All Rightly, but it wasn't. I was hoping. I was thinking we was gonna get this five star match, but. It's the only problem you got. I think. I think the gimmick. Obviously, they had to do it with the type of feud that they were in. But I think the gimmick sort of. When you think of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, you don't think of oh, unsanctioned matches. You think of great technical matches. Or in Adam Cole's case, you think of like the epics, don't you? The matches with Gargan stuff like that. Kyle O'Reilly's a technician. You think of stuff like that. Whereas, I don't know. You can, I feel like anyone who's good can pretty much have a good, one. like Britt Baker, Britt Baker's hardly an experienced worker, yeah, she's good, she's gotten a lot better, but she can go out there and put in a great unsanctioned match, so yeah, it was, I, I like the show, I like the show, but I don't think for me personally, it was as good as night one, I've not even, because I've been that busy, I've not even had a chance to get the general consensus from people on Twitter over what night was better I might put a, put a poll up actually um, I'll tell you what, I will do that now while we are on right so let's see which night great audio for people listening which night of nxt takeover was better right night one this is great audio i'm sure for everyone watching but hey we'll get the poll up and then in about 15 20 minutes at the end of the show we will see what people are saying so yeah that tweet if you listen to the show retweet that or vote in it um but but yeah we We'll see. Well, I don't know why that came up. But, yeah, right, we're going to get into night two. We're going to get into night two of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And the show, this seems like ages ago. This was last night I was watching this. 1 a.m., show up up with Escobar versus Jordan Devlin for the Cruiserweight title. Obviously, the story going in was that Devlin was the Cruiserweight champion. Escobar, did was it Escobar was the first one he took up the vacant title? And then Devlin's obviously come back. And the match itself, now, I have a big issue with ladder matches, I've sort of become desensitised to these ladder matches, now this did have a story going in that warranted a ladder match, but there's that many, like, I remember when, like, back in the day, like, fifth, I fucking know, I sound old as fuck, but, like, if, like, the general manager at Raw Smackdown announced a ladder match, it'd be big deal, it'd be a really big deal, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you've got, oh, there's a ladder match on that show. Whereas now, we get ladder matches, it feels like, on every B-level, A-level, C-level type show. I mean, at least it weren't a multi-man one, and at least it did actually have a purpose. But I bet I'd love to see over the last three years, say say three years, how many takeovers had a ladder match on. So it just feels like most of them seem to have it, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone's going to comment and say there was only two. But the match itself, as I say, it was a good ladder match most ladder matches are good, but I don't know, I just feel like nobody's going to be, a ladder match, you, ex, you want people to come out of the show talking about it, in a few days people talking about it, I don't feel like anybody will be talking about this match, it'll get lost in the shuffle, and it'll just go into that big long list of ladder matches, which these two are out there killing themselves, and it seems a shame that that's the case, but so the match itself, you had like I don't know, it's just your typical dives, that, um, Jordan, and De- there's Moonsault off the ladder, then Legado, Del do Mo come out, they attack Devlin, push him off the ladder a bit too hard, he literally gets pushed over the top rope, and he goes flying, smacks his head on the hardest part of the ring, and falls out, and Devlin's doing everything, Spanish flies off the top of the ladder, and they're both up the top of the ladder, the conclusion of the match is they're both up at the top of the ladder, right, and Escobar pushes him off, and Devlin goes flying, brutal spot, lands, breaks the ladder that's propped up in the corner. And the way that Devlin sold it was great because he positioned himself so that his neck was literally bent the wrong way and he just stayed in that position. It was a great visual. Um, Escobar then, for, and I know like on this Randy Orton broken skull thing, Randy Orton was like, look, Austin asked him, why in the John Cena TLC match, did he stand on top of a ladder and look around for a bit? And he's like, I was just soaking it in Steve, yeah? And Escobar I must have listened to this and did it. But, Escobar isn't Randy Orton. Yeah, I still didn't like it when Randy Orton did it, but Randy Orton seemed to think it was great, but it just left you... It sort of made it a bit of an anti-climax to finish for me. Like, I was thinking, oh, is something happening? Is, is he going to jump on Devlin? Is someone going to run out? And it was like, oh, he just pulled the ball off. Okay. So, yeah, that was it. Escobar won. Um, he worked hard. I think I went about three and a half stars. Now, that seems to be the standard for a lot of matches these days, around three and a half stars. You might get the odd one that's, like, unbelievable, but... You don't seem to get many of them. Now, this match, second match, I watched this. This is what actually sent me to bed last night. Ten minutes in I just thought, oh, fuck this. Um, it was The Way versus... It was Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae versus uh, Shotzi and Ember for the tag team titles. Now, these NXT tag team titles, they've just been completely rushed onto the scene, haven't they? They've been passed from a couple of people, I think, already, and they don't feel like they mean anything. So I thought, Do you know what? They need to go out and have a really good match here. And they didn't. And did these two... Were these two the finals for the Dusty Road Classics? Were they? I feel like they were, weren't they? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I, f- I know Shotzi and Ember was in that match. No, no, it was Raquel and uh, Dakota, weren't it? Anyway. But this match, I thought, it was just a match. It was disappointing because this could have been just on any NXT TV. It wasn't special. It wasn't, it wasn't takeover worthy whatsoever at all, which was... I don't know, a little bit disappointing, it was just, it was just there, weren't it, I can't, there's not really anything really to talk about from the match, it just seemed a bit, I don't know, just, it was just like a TV match, which I did think was pretty strange, but, hey, um, the champions retained, Shotzi and Ember retained, it was, it was fine, there's nothing really worth talking about with it, I think I went, like, two and a half stars, something like that, 2.75, I went, I think I was being generous there, I mean, the, ma- the match finishes, Ember hits, um, what is it, the Eclipse, Shotzi hits a splash, and yeah, they just pin him clean, and that was that, I thought, oh, alright then, two matches in, well, let the takeover is it, I mean, the first two matches last night, I, a lot of people have been raving about this Pete Dunquechee, the match for me, it was, it was alright, it was too short, but a lot of people did seem to like it more than I did. Um, we got Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed obviously Bronson Reed the night before in the gauntlet match they were playing that up a lot and I thought they're either really putting him over strong or they're using it as an excuse and it turned out to be an excuse they went very fast they were working very fast Um, Gargano's working on Reed um, I mean working on the ribs and there was like you had Austin Theory on the outside and I'm thinking this match I just wanted him I feel like since I know it's easy to stereotype because they're like both big but I feel like the Keith Lee spot hasn't really been taken up. And I thought Bronson Reed's like the perfect person to do it. And I feel like NXT does need new, like fresh, no fresh people on top because they get all the talent whipped away onto the main roster. And I thought Bronson Reed, he's been there a while now, he's flirted with like winning the title. I think he was in another ladder match, weren't he? Um, about five, six months ago for this North American title. I thought just put the belt on him, but For whatever reason, they didn't. I mean, the last five minutes of the match was pretty good. Um, We got like... I I don't know. Like, we got a few dives. I mean, Theory's pissing about. It looks like Bronson Reed's going to win, but he hooks his um, foot onto the rope. Um, Reed misses a, a moonsault, and then Johnny Gargano hits two final beats for the win. I mean, at least it took two finishers to beat him, but... I don't know, I just don't really see what... Jenny Gargano's got the whole comedy gimmick going on. I don't really see the purpose in keeping the belt on Gargano. Gargano did not need the the win. And I think Bronson-Reed... Where did Bronson-Reed go from this? Do you know what I mean? If you can't even win the secondary title... I mean, maybe, maybe he can say, look, I'd competed 24 hours before I want another match. But that seems more like a heel tactic than a babyface tactic. But... I don't know. I would like to see Bronson Reed winning this title. Maybe we'll go the route of having Swerve feud with Gargano. I think those two would have a good match. Um, but yeah, I would have much preferred to have seen Bronson Reed win it's The match itself, it was it wasn't one of the best, even the top ten Johnny Gargano takeover matches. You're gonna see, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it, but it was just it was just there when, and it was the third match of the night where I wasn't really there was nothing I was gonna be writing home about, or like going crazy for on this podcast today which basically i don't think there was anything on the show that i actually loved. the main event was good obviously um now we get the nxt title match finn balor versus carrion cross and going into it i mean Karrion cross i think it's fair to say he's had an underwhelming spell since being on nxt um for the last like what 10 months or whatever i know he had the injury halfway through stopped his momentum but I did like the story going into it. The video package for people like me who haven't really been watching NXT too often, week to week. It told the story of like, but well, we both had shoulder injuries. Um but the difference is Bala was saying the difference is that he went on um to win back his title and would Carrying Cross be able to do it. It's all about that Balor's got the better cardio, Carry Cross is power, and they were saying that like it's important that Carrying Cross wins early because if it goes long, Balor's got that cardio to get him through. Um, I did think they did a nice little teaser. They put Pete Dunne in the crowd, and obviously Dunne's a heel. So if you're thinking that he's going to face the winner of this, you're not. They're not going to do Carrying Cross versus Pete Dunne, are they? So by putting Dunne in the crowd, it made me think, oh, they're going to do Balor versus Dunne again. So I thought that was a nice little touch that they did. Um, but yeah, everything leading up to it they had like the build-up in the back of him walking to the ring—that was a nice little touch. They did make. By the time this match started, it felt big for me. It felt big, um, but then the bell rang, and it was—it was fine. It wasn't the best Finn Balor match. Probably the worst Finn Balor takeover match during this this reign. I just don't really see carrying cross, carrying cross, and Scarlet Bordeaux as soon as Vincey, Scarlet Bordeaux. He's gonna want Karrion and Karrion Cross. He's gonna want them both on the main roster, isn't he? And I was thinking maybe Balor will win here, and Karrion Cross will just move on to the main roster because I don't think Karrion Cross is the best fit for NXT. I don't think he's capable of putting on the great matches and at the very top of the show, which you need with takeovers. But it was a decent match. It was decent. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't like match of the night or anything. It wasn't what you'd want from the NXT title match um, I mean, there was a really nice spot where Balor hits the coup de grace, um, and Karrion Cross sort of, like, kicks out two and rolls it into a choke hold, um, that was a really nice spot, they go back and forth for a little bit, uh, Karrion Kross starts punching Finn Balor out on the mat, and then Balor gets up and he just punches him in the back, head, lays him out for the three, and yeah, Balor goes over, I mean, Karrion Cross goes over clean, um, if, if I thought I'm not really up for seeing a Carrion cross extended title reign here, but looks like that's what we're getting. I do think it's good that they're doing it whilst there's not like a crowding. So as I said, don't think the crowd would be getting into the Carrion cross. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe NXT fans love the Carrion. The character's fine, but it's just when he gets in the ring, I don't think he's up to. He's good, but he's not. You know what I mean? He's not like he's not like up in the top echelons of NXT wrestlers. Um, But yeah, I went three stars on the match. I've seen people go a lot higher in it than me There were a lot of people higher in it than me, but for me, it was the fourth match in a row that I didn't think was a takeover worthy match Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I've been watching a lot of wrestling and I've become immune to it, but for me I, I just thought it was good. There's been we've had four matches three of them were good one of them was all right but from takeovers, I'm expecting a little bit more. Now, the main event, the main event, I just want to give a shout-out to this main event. The the prime target going into it, the video package, was fucking great. Yeah, really good. Gets you hyped up for the match. It's weird seeing both of them use different entrance music to um, Undisputed. That's really strange. Um, the match, it was... I sat there and I thought... In hindsight, we would prefer, I, well, I personally prefer to watch these two go out there, just wrestle each other, but obviously with the story they told where they're fighting in the MMA gym and all that stuff, they can't just go out there. I suppose they could, it was in MMA gym, but they were. I, I didn't watch it, but I think did they have like a car chase or something? So they can't go out there and wrestle. Although Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton set set Bray Wyatt on fire and they're going out having a wrestling match, so I don't see why not. I think the unsanctioned match did hinder him. It was a bit a bit Gargano-Champer-esque, I want to say, it was, I, I I hear the term forced epic thrown about, but the match was very good, it was without doubt the match of the night, but I don't know when I, I say, when I'm watching Colin O'Reilly, I don't need tool, tool boxes. I don't need crowbars, I don't need chains, I just want to watch him go out there for 20-25 minutes and wrestle a great match, but... I say, the story called for it. Um, the, the crowd pissed me off as well. Like Barrett put them straight. They started chanting five, ten minutes in, we want tables. And Barrett was like, show these men some respect. And I thought, go on, Wade, you tell them. Pr- press them through and through there, Wade Barrett. But, um, and then they go on. And in the space, I kid you not, I kid you not, this, I was sat there, and oh, I've been petitioning. I've been like, oh, we need fans back. We need fans back. Come on, these matches are going to be great with fans in. And a part of me thought, kind of just been reminded why maybe sometimes it's better without fans. As in the space of about 20 seconds, we get both these guys. We get fight forever. We get, this is awesome. And I thought, at least we've not had to watch, listen, listen to any of these chants over the last 10 months, because... Can we, can we just, like, all agree to just stop the This Is Awesome chant? To stop the Fight Forever chant? And the, especially the both these guys chant. I mean, it's just, it's awful. I don't understand why. If I was, if one of my mates is at a wrestling show with me and he started chanting This Is Awesome, I'd give him a swift elbow in the gut. I'd be like, shut up, you dick. But apparently it, it's what they do. Impact. TNA, TNA, the, well, not the one thing that TNA did that fucked wrestling up. This is awesome. I'm sure that chance stemmed from TNA, and it's been fucking passed on to pretty much every other wrestling company. But, yeah. Um, there's some good spots in this match. I mean, the, although I slagged off the chain at the start, there were some good spots with that. We get, like, the figure four with a chain. Uh, Cole pulls the chain, and O'Reilly goes flying into it. A backstabber with a chain. There's, as I say, I it wasn't personally the match for me. It wasn't the match that I wanted to see. But... I can say that they did work their asses off, they took some crazy bumps, and they were, they were, it was quite innovative. Do you know what I mean? There, wasn't, there was a few things that we might not have seen before, maybe it's happened on some indie show in front of 200 people, but it's things that I've not seen before. Um, that sat on the chair fighting, we've obviously seen that before, um, Panama sunrise, the referee gets knocked down, um, and then Cole on the outside, right? Cole throws a chair at O'Reilly. This leads to the big spot. And Beth Phoenix shouts, O'Reilly couldn't get his hands up there. And I thought, oh, fuck off, Beth. All that does is he just points out. I mean, obviously, we all know they put the hands up to block the chair, but there might be someone watching who doesn't know this, yeah? And by saying it, you're pointing it out. So I hate it when the commentators do that. Um, but, yeah, so O'Reilly gets a choke on Cole. Cole, like, charges forward. They go through the ramp. Luckily, that ramp was... Um, it didn't go free last night when he Shirai fell off. Uh, well, jumps off the top of the skull. Um, back in the ring after this, after brawling around for a bit, um, Cole goes for like what is it? One last, one last shot on O'Reilly. O'Reilly just drops to the ground, and they like go to the top rope. O'Reilly returns the favor from early in the match, hits a low blow. Cole, conveniently instead of falling out of the ring, falls into the ring. This chair's upside down. He's hovered over it. O'Reilly just jumps onto this chair, knees call the chair falls through. Cole does a nice little twitch after. I thought he solved that well. One, two, three. O'Reilly just like, falls onto Cole. It was a nice little touch. Do you think the match was a little bit overthought? They did try to have an epic, but it was brutal, like i said I would have preferred to have a normal wrestling match, but it was very, very good. I think I went 3.75 on this. So, yeah, really good match. Match of the night. This, see, now, night one, a takeover, for me, was great. It was a lot better than the takeovers we've seen. This night two was sort of like reminiscent to the In Your House one, the one in August. Do you know what I mean? It was good, but it wasn't takeover level. That, for me, was last night. Now, that your opinion on that could change, because if you love the Cole O'Reilly match, and there is people out there, believe it or not, that do. I mean, someone was arguing with me on my status, saying that um, it was a five-star match. It wasn't, but everyone's welcome to the wrong opinions. But, um, I'm going to joke it. Um, but, yeah, if you thought this match was as good as I thought Champer and Walter was, then you, I can probably understand why you thought this show was great. I didn't think the show was great. I thought it was good, but it wasn't. It was just like a really good spe- TV special or something. Um, but, yeah, night one was great. Night two was good. So, for me, night one was the better show. Um, going forward, maybe we can see Kyle O'Reilly versus Karrion Cross. That could be alright. Doesn't quite seem up. I don't know. Karrion Cross. I think Karrion Cross and Kyle O'Reilly could actually have a really good match. Do you think that's like the fugitive mate going forward? Unless they carry on the Cole O'Reilly stuff. I'm interested in where Roderick Strong plays into all of this. Um maybe Adam Cole goes up to the main roster. I don't know. Um, it does look like Eo Shirai is going up to the main roster, however. So we will see that. I'll go and have a look at our poll, see how this poll's going on. Let's have a look. Maybe the people disagree with me have gone with... Night 2! Flipping heck. Night 1, 46%. Night 2, 53%. How? What? Have I just not got this right? Night 1 had Walter and Chomper and that great tag team title match. That's two great matches. What did Night 2 have? It had some good matches. That was it. But, hey. 28 people have voted in the last 15 minutes. You're all pissed. Uh, no, I'm joking. Right. Um... What well, is there anything else I wanted to talk to after about NXT? Now, I wanted to talk about all the indie shows tomorrow. I have watched. I watched the Jimmy Lloyd show. There's not much to go into to talk about. You know, in terms of, like, matches, there wasn't really any. There wasn't really any, like, matches that I'm like, oh, you should go out your way to. See. It was just a nice show. Nice, fun show. Crowd looked like they enjoyed themselves. There were some few crazy bumps on there. Um, the main event was Starboy Charlie against Jimmy Lloyd. This Starboy Charlie is 18 years old. It seemed like a very flippy guy, but I do think he looked like he'd be good in a few years. Um, I enjoyed that. It was a decent main event. Other match on the show, Jordan Oliver defeated Everett Connors. That was a good match. I think Jordan Oliver looks really good. Uh, Yeah, there was a match where Gino Medina just passed out. But yeah, that show was all right. Um, I've been been told that that Danny Garcia, Daniel Garcia, sorry, had a really good match, which he had a good match yesterday. I can't think who he faced yesterday, but that was actually a good match. on the Jimmy Lloyd show. But yeah, so my, my plan is so Saturday, tomorrow we're going to talk about SmackDown, we're going to talk about Bloodsport, and we're going to talk about and um, the Joey Janella Spring Break show, and maybe a couple of other matches In base, it's going to be just like an overall thoughts on the indie show, and we're going to talk about SmackDown and briefly preview WrestleMania. That show will be late tomorrow afternoon, early night. I'll put on Twitter when that's going to be. Then Saturday. I'm going to record the show early Sunday morning, so by the time you wake up in the States, it'll be on all our podcast feeds, Apple, Spotify, Google. Um, I know not as many people watch the show video-wise, but it'll be on YouTube. Um, But yeah, so check out your podcast feeds. It'll be in there by the time you wake up Sunday morning. Then I'm going up to Leeds. I'm not sure. I'm hoping to get a podcast reviewing night two of WrestleMania up on Monday morning. Um, But as I've harped on about the pub's open in the UK, and I haven't had a pint in a pub since December in Liverpool. So, I will be going for a nice cold pint on Monday morning, whether it rains, snows, or thunders. So, yeah, hopefully it's after two good nights of WrestleMania. Um, but, yeah, go and watch Bloodsport, I'm an hour in. If you've not watched it, go and buy it. Fight TV, 90. 99 Use our referral code, by the way. It's on our Twitter homepage. But um, the first hour of the show has been really good. You've got Travol Guerrero, Rocky Romero, semi-main event, and you've got John Moxley against Josh Barnett in the main event. I've heard really good things about it. As I say, the, the, it looks like a, such a... The Cuban club looks like a really good venue, and I'm a bit gutted that we couldn't go there. Um, so we've got a few comments. at Wrestling Universe podcast, how's it going? He promoted some of our videos yesterday. Cheers, mate. Message me on Twitter if you want to do a, a collab, like you were saying. I'm always up for stuff like that, although I don't really do that many these days, but in previous years, we used to do that. Um... But yeah, so that's TakeOver Night 2. As I said, didn't think it was as good as Night 1, but it was a good show. It was a good show. Uh, and yeah, so we'll be back tomorrow. There's three more, three more podcasts to go before I take a well-earned break. But yeah, WrestleMania weekend is in full force. And yeah, I will be back tomorrow to talk about the WrestleMania-themed go-home SmackDown, where I'm sure everyone in that Andre the Giant battle royal is absolutely buzzing to be performing at the Thunderdome, right? Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will speak to you tomorrow. See you later.